All right, what's up, Buck fans? You know what day it is? It's Monday. It's RBT live stream day. So I am blessed to be joined together with Gene Thomas over at Buck What You Heard. He's pretty much the guy that got Plus and I started on all this live stream, podcast, YouTube. He's he's the one that kind of contacted us and got us our juices flowing to kind of get this stuff started. So Gene, let everyone know about who you are, what you do, and thank you for coming on to the show. Bro, it's always an honor to be on here. You guys, you guys have been amazing since day one. I mean, uh, the one thing that I will say about Real Bucks Talk that it it has been Real Bucks Talk from day one. Um, I I don't think, and you know, I'm on Twitter a lot, and I see you guys, and you know, some of the things that you put out there, and I can't think of anything where you guys have been like incendiary and put something out and then had to retract it later on. Uh, you guys are normally pretty spot on when you put stuff out there and it's, it's on point. So you guys keep doing what you're doing. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the content. You guys are on my Tuesday rotation, uh, you know, of podcasts in the afternoon. Uh, you guys are there, man. So, yeah, you just keep doing what you're doing. And um, my name is Gene. Uh, you can reach me at Buck, which you heard on Twitter. You follow me. I'll follow you back. And I do have my podcast on um, It's supposed to be on Wednesday, but because of this pandemic uh unprecedented times uh it's just been uh kind of hit and miss when i can get guests on uh i uh would will try to get them on but normally the show when we get football season started the show will be wednesdays at uh wednesdays at 9 p.m eastern so uh definitely look forward to that um always looking to get different guests on and you know try to interact with uh with a lot of the listeners as well absolutely i mean that Again, like James Hill was one of the originators. You're one of the originators too, in my mind. I mean, you two are the two like we kind of always went to and to get information. It's like you're feeding the fire for everyone else, pretty much, in my opinion. But, yeah, you know, and the thing is, I want to see more. I mean, I always make this joke, but it's true. I mean, there are so many Bucks podcasts, you know, live. Some that are still going, others that are in um, hiatus until the season starts, but. There are so many to so many to choose from, but you know, again, you guys are are right up there at the top of my list, and I'm you know glad that you know we're all friends, and I, I consider you guys like family as as long as we've kind of been together, right? Doing this, <laughs> I agree. If there's ever a question, I always contact you. I'm like, how the hell do I fix this? But <laughs> but with that said, let's get into some Bucks news. So obviously, I haven't talked to you fully about Tom Brady, Gronk all this before we talk about the the real tough stuff to talk about let's talk about the joyous stuff let's get some hype what did you think about it did you think it was even going to happen what's your take no no i did not i did not actually there was one of our one of our listeners um he he kept he kept telling me hey uh the bucks are looking at tom brady the bucks are looking at tom brady and i'll be like yeah okay uh you know go take that somewhere else i'm not you know <laughs> I'm only dealing in facts right now. And um, sure enough, as as the, you know, you hear more media, uh, it starts to build momentum. And then pretty soon, here we are. And then we're actually, sign, you know, the Bucks are signing Tom Brady. And I was like, wow, that that was, that's a power move right there. Uh, you know, and for the record, and I know people hate mentioning his name, but uh, the previous quarterback that was here, Jameis Winston, I was a, a huge supporter of Jameis Winston, uh, you know, regardless of, you know, how a lot of people felt about it. But 
when you have a chance to get a Tom Brady in in Tampa under center, uh, that's a plus. I look at the missed opportunities that the Bucks had last year, and I think we talked about this a little bit off camera. It was like a punch in the stomach. Some of the games that the Bucks lost that they should should have won for all intensive purposes. So um, what we've done here, or what I shouldn't say we, what the team has done here has gone out and solidified that that quarterback position, in my opinion. I know a lot of people look at Brady's age. Uh, they some somebody even mentioned arm strength, which a lot of um, I'm not going down that direction because I'm telling you what, when you have the tools that Tom Brady has to work with, uh, I, I think he's in a very, very good position right now. So I'm not stressing about that too much. So, you know, getting him to me was an upgrade at this very moment, just based on uh, decision making, uh, based on protecting the ball, based on getting your your defense back and putting your defense in a, in a position to succeed more times than not is is definitely going to bode well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's just and then that proven leader, everyone knows he can get you there. Mm-hmm. It's not wondering, yeah. oh, is this guy going to throw another interception? I mean, the former quarterback, like everyone likes to say, you just didn't know if you were in it or if he was going to give it away. This guy, right. you know, it's proven 20 years. He's always in the playoffs, always near a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think just that just helps the team's morale and genuinely, right? So, um, obviously, awesome. Same thing with Gronk. I, I, I thought, horse shit, that's not going to happen. There's no way. And then, like, 20 minutes later, he signed. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is, and this is my thing with Gronk. I don't know what Gronk's going to do uh, when it comes to the uh when it comes to being a buccaneer and when it comes to getting out there and playing i i don't know what condition he's going to be in he's uh kind of a product sight unseen right now because we don't know what he's going to do but you know i'm not giving up on him i think this is going to be a good opportunity for him to show what he can do i mean i mean he was skinny it's like he was overweight so hopefully he's keeping himself in some type of shape with uh the wwe but Hey, if anything, it does put him in shape. That I guess, yeah. Hey, Madden thinks he's he's ready to rock and roll. He's ninety five, <laughs> so right. But either way, I mean, I'd rather him even be a decoy for everyone, right? Yeah. But yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, finish. Oh no, uh, what I was gonna say is, um, I think that there are some things that us as fans we don't know uh, when it comes to Tom Brady and what. Uh, he's going to be able to do here, especially with this offense. We do know historically that Bruce Arians' offense has not been uh, very tight and friendly, and we kind of saw a little bit of that last year. I I believe that you will see a little bit more of a difference uh, with a Tom Brady, who is a really good decision maker. I think he's going to put uh, his players in a position to succeed. Um, you know, with the OJ Howard, with the Cameron Brate, who are 100% healthy. It's uh, definitely going to be something to look forward to. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking in the group chat. Raymond, Raymond's always good with his points. So he says Brady will win with his brain. Best, that's like the easiest thing to say, and it's perfect. Yeah, it, I mean, he he's, says, he's like a, yeah. he's like an offensive coordinator yeah. under center. Yeah. He says even if his arm strength is falling off, his ability I don't to buy read, that. read a defense is absolutely deadly. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, yeah, it's – it's seeing it before it's there. That's what right. we're missing. It's not throwing yeah. a rocket launcher. It's more, oh, it's going to be there, so I'm going to lead him to that. I mean, yeah, and you've you've broken down game film. You see how fast he's getting the ball out of his hands. Yeah. And it, it's it's just gone. Reason. I mean, he's yeah. 
And and when you're able to do those pre-snap reads, whenever you're able to get up to the line and and see everything and understand what you're looking at and take advantage of what you're looking at, that puts you in a position to succeed. And and again, that's something that we haven't had in Tampa. I would go all the way back to Brad Johnson. I mean, if if we if you combine all the quarterbacks from Brad Johnson to manager, uh, right? to um, Tom Brady right now, can you name four quarterbacks that have been able to do that where they can go up to the line, pre-snap read, they see the defense, they know what they need to do, and are able to take advantage of that? I think you may have seen a little bit of it with Jeff Garcia, but other than that, I'm trying to think, who, what other quarterback have you consistently seen that from? Consistently? That's hard to say. I mean, Jeff Garcia was good because he, he knew Gruden's offense in and out. Probably. Yeah, and, and again, here's here's a guy that he could actually read a defense too. So that that put him in a in a different position than a lot of the other quarterbacks that we've seen come through. I mean, proof is in the pudding with Brady. I mean, I don't know how people can be so mad about it. I've gotten the the future. What about the future? I mean, I mean, you got two years of Super Bowl contending. I think you're going to take it, especially with a a dying fan base that's just fed up with losing. I mean, it's, you know it's a business what? move yeah. and it's a now move. And you have time to think about the future in two years. Dude, uh, and, and think about this. The way that they're signing these players and the players, the quality players that they're getting, um, I have high expectations for this draft class just based on what we've seen from them. I know that you can't be 100%. You can't hit a home run on every draft pick, but it seems like, uh, Jason Light has gotten better as he's uh, each year he's progressed as a general manager, and I think he's really gotten better. He's definitely improved uh, with the addition of, of Bruce Arians and that that large coaching staff that he has, where he can kind of lean on them uh, for help. and And I thought last year was probably I don't you you tell me if I'm wrong here, but this may that may have been Jason Light's one of his better drafts uh, in his career as a uh, as the Buccaneer. This year or last year? Uh, last year. I'm going to say last year. Yeah. We haven't, and, I, and I'm only basing this on body of work. I'm not basing this on potential or paper. I'm just looking at body of work. Since Jason yeah. Light has been here, I can't include this year's draft until we've seen what they can do. But just, you know, based on what they were able to come out and do on the field, I thought that uh, last year's draft, you know, for Jason Light was probably one of his better ones. I mean, you can even say the 2015 draft. I mean, even though Winston was – I guess a bust. You'll kind of say either way. He's still. I won't. I, I won't say he's he's broken every imaginable yeah. uh, passing record for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You love him or you hate the guy. Yeah. You're going to have to mention his name because he holds all the records. Yeah. So uh, again, you know, if that's a bust, um, I'm, I'll take a bust every time right. if that's what you're calling a bust. He just didn't pan out the way they wanted yes, to. Yes. But I mean, exactly. still, look, you have Donald it was, Smith. It was. It, it was poor timing. It was poor timing yeah. too. I think yeah. it had a lot to do. But go ahead. You were talking about Donovan Smith, yeah, Donovan Alex Smith, Arpet. Quan Alexander. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty loaded all, all all starters. All, like, huge, fat paycheck starters. I mean, say what you want about Donovan Smith. He's still a good starter. He's still, right. to me, like a middle-of-the-pack offensive lineman. But he's your left tackle you can kind of depend on. But that's just mm-hmm. my view of him watching tape. I know a lot of people have very strong opinions, but that's my take. Anyway, yeah. that, that was a good draft. This could be a yeah. better one, this past one, but... But before we move on yeah. from draft, I want to get to this question before I forget because the comments are coming in. Uh, someone was asking what rookie player has the highest expectations for this draft class right now. This is Buccaneer 54. For me, 
I'm going to say uh, Winfield. That's the guy that that's the name that I that I keep hearing. And, you know, for the position that that everybody's concerned about when you talk about the secondary, um, he, he this is just somebody that everybody has high expectations for. And I'm really curious to see what what he's going to do if his what, see his skill set translate to the NFL. Like, I believe that it will. That's a that's a, a good but tough question for me. I mean, high expectations. I mean, everyone's going to say your first round picks going to have the highest, but for no, me, a uh, right right tackle starting. I mean, how high can you expect his expectations? He's 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 still kind of raw, yeah. and and when you look at uh, issues with consistency, um, you know, I I had to lower my I had to really lower my expectations uh, for you know worse coming in. Uh, I, I would like to see him work out with the team and and get a feel for the speed of the NFL. Uh, I don't have very high expectations for him his rookie year. Uh, I ex- I have I you know as the season progresses, we'll see what he does and if he starts to uh, acclimate himself, then you know like hey man this works out good. But his rookie season again, just based on what I've seen from him, uh, game film. There's a lot of stuff that he needs to work on. He's very inconsistent at times. And you'll see plays where he looks dominant. And then there are other plays like you're like, what is this guy doing? So um, these are things that I've seen from him, and I don't want to put him in a position where, oh, I expect him to be perfect every play when he comes out on the field. But uh, I do expect him to get snaps and get better progressively. But, again, I, that's why I didn't even mention him as uh, my first choice as somebody that we should be watching. I mean, I agree with you with the, with the Winfield, but still, either way, he doesn't even have to have that high of expectation because mm-hmm. he's in a group that's surrounded by a lot of talent. You have Whitehead, you have Edwards, you have if potentially Justin Evans comes back. That's a big room. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean... Oh, I was he, talking about Wirtz. I thought we were talking about Wirtz. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm with you with Wirtz. I, I was just saying highest expectation. You said Winfield. Yeah. And I'm, I agree with it in some capacity, but he doesn't have to be, have that much, like, that much honor, that much expectation. Yeah, he's a second-round pick, but he's also in a room that's like kind of loaded. I'd almost yeah. say this is going to be a weird one, but Keyshawn Vaughn, I mean, catching the ball out of the backfield, mm. blocking for Tom Brady, you better be blocking. That's a high expectation to block for his ass. Right. So yeah. I would expect you to be able to block his blind side if a uh, blitzer's coming. So that's a big yeah. expectation. If you're on the field, yeah, that's that's true. That's he he's another one. But but again, just because the secondary position was not addressed in free agency, uh, and you're going to have people that are going to be watching him. A lot of people are happy with the pick. I would say the majority of Bucks fans are happy with the pick. But ultimately, it's going to be what is this guy doing? They're they're going to be watching him through a microscope because there are still people that have that Derwin James hangover from whenever it was that have not let that go. And then you have a guy <laughs> that's coming in here to play. And, and again, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, that I, I feel like he's going to be successful. I think he's on a team at the right, in the right place at the right time. And with his skill set and his intangibles, I, I just, again, I have very high expectations for him. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree with you too. I mean, I'm not going to, not that at all. So, uh, Jay Elmore in the chat was saying Teller Johnson are in our wide receiver room and Brady throwing the ball. But, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. I, you don't, I don't have a high expectation for him. He was a little, yeah. what, fifth, 
fifth round pick. I mean, I'm not expecting him to go out there and ball, especially with Godwin, yeah. Mike, Scotty in front of him. So, so I'm gonna, let me up? and let me ask you this, and, and I'm glad. Uh, thank you, Jay, for bringing up Tyler Johnson. Does Ch- does Tyler compete for that number three receiver position? Because when you look at when you look at the Buccaneers offense, you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, right? And then you've got this steep drop off on the number three re- number three wide receiver position. You have to be realistic about that. I mean, uh, right. you can't you're not going to turn around and put a Randy or just Randy Watson, Jesus, Justin <laughs> Watson. <laughs> you're not going to put Mr. Justin Randy Watson in a number. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with that. <laughs> you're not gonna put. You're not gonna put the, either Re- Justin Watson or <laughs> just, I got Randy Watson on the brain here. But you're not gonna put one of those guys in a in a number one or number two position unless there are injuries that are that are occurring. It's such a steep drop off between the number one and two receiver, and then you're looking at your number three. So uh, uh, you know that's my my question to you is: Do you think? Tyler Johnson is that wide receiver that kind of snuck in and we, you know, the Bucks were able to get him and he's going to compete and push for that number three wide receiver position this early. I think he has a potential to, but I think it's going to still be tough. I mean, either way, learning an offense, getting up to speed without much practice. I mean, you haven't even seen him with Brady practicing. I mean, obviously he's probably doing something with the coaches mm-hmm. through zoom calls, but still it's different on the field running routes. Does he have right. a talent in the slot? Hell yeah. Does he have ability to win jump balls on the outside? Absolutely. But does he have the deep speed that you want for your outside corner? No. So I think he's kind of pigeonholed to the slot to a certain extent. I mean, but that him going in and out with Scotty Miller, I mean, depending on personnel, what the defense is bringing out, I, I don't see why he couldn't be in a position that way. Because, I mean, I don't think he's had much – Special teams work? I don't know. But right. do I think he's going to be in a competition? Absolutely. I mean, because there's no proven number three right now. There just isn't. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I, I, was, I had really high expectations for Scotty Miller last year. I mean, just watching him in preseason, seeing what he can do, what he could potentially do. Then I seen him smoke a cornerback on a go route, and I was like, wow, this guy, if, if this guy gets the game under him and he, un, you know, gets a – a better understanding of the game and the nuances of being a wide receiver, this guy could be a very dangerous player. But then you see the uh, the hamstring injury at the back end of the season, and you just you're you're always concerned, you know, when you see him on the field. So uh, again, I know that's just his rookie season. I know that there's time for him to improve and and get better, you know, conditioning and by uh, you know keeping himself healthy and and protecting himself from getting hurt. You know, it is the NFL and all. But but again, I, I just with such a steep drop off, um, I guess Scotty Miller would probably be the the guy that you're looking at as your number three because he is he he is working out with Tom Brady or he has been yeah. and he's got a year a year of this offense under his belt. And to be honest, like I don't know if you saw our, our film study of him, mm-hmm. he was open or potentially going to be open. It's just throwing him open. I mean, yes. knowing the safety's too yes. too short too. Too like shallow, and he's going to beat him over top. I mean, if, yeah. you're, if you're if it's even, you're leaving, right? You got to throw that ball to where it's going to be, not where he's at. But uh, yeah. guys, if you're in the chat, go ahead and help us out down below. Give us a like, comment, subscribe, and again, go check out Gene's channel, Buck What You Heard. But let's keep talking some Buck football. Uh, so actually, I want to touch over to some actual news that's going on right now. 
Mm-hmm. But Bucks switched the rookie re- report date to Thursday. It was supposed to be tomorrow. So pretty much they're just listing off the 20 rookies that should be coming. It just so happens it's the same day that the quarterbacks report to arrive. So this is the type of news we get to talk about in this uh, not fun time of the pandemic. So what do you think about them reporting Thursday? I mean, it's, it's going to happen. I don't know why the hell they pushed it back a couple of days, but. You know what? It's funny. This is this this reminds me of the same feeling I had with uh, Tom Brady signing with the Bucks. I'm just like, well, you know, let's let's wait and see what actually happens or if this actually goes yeah. down. And here we are. You know, this is the first news I've heard of this, and I'm I'm super excited. I I definitely uh, it, this is where you get excited about this. I got my um, I got my thing from the email about NFL Sunday ticket. So. You know, I guess I'm all in now. So we'll we'll see what we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, again, first and foremost, uh, I think safety, uh, health, is more important than the game. As much as I love this game, love this game, uh, just people being healthy. Uh, this is your your livelihood, and and you know, there's life after football. And you know, how do you live out the rest of your life if you know? We know what this COVID nineteen can do to your lungs and. And it, it can damage your body long term. And uh, it's shown that you don't recover, either don't quickly recover from it or you don't recover from it at all. So uh, I guess to me, my biggest thing is, uh, you know, making sure that everybody's healthy. I mean, that's to me the most important aspect in all of this, because they're they're human beings. They have families, they have lives. And I, I think that needs to to be at the forefront. Yeah, that's something we touched on in the last live stream about Donovan Smith, how he's saying, oh, I'm debating playing because my, my daughter is about to be in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, based on him having that choice, I agree with him. You have that choice to do. I wasn't mad about his choice. I was more mad about him asking for a pay raise in the end. He's like, oh, well, we're, they're asking us to take a pay cut. Shouldn't that warrant a pay raise? And like, people got upset at me saying, oh, you can't compare the two jobs. He has a job that's so yeah, but still, you don't ask for a yeah. pay raise if you're already getting millions and you have the choice to sit out. To me, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, if I and, go to my job and say, no, give me a pay raise, or I'm sitting, they're like, go ahead and go sit down. And then they're going to pick me up with a new one. It's not like my job, anyone can, not anyone, but a lot more people can do than what Donovan, Donovan Smith does. Donovan Smith was in the right place at the right time because when his contract came up and everything was going through negotiations, there was nobody on the market available to come in, start day one, and you're 100% comfortable that they're going to be able to do the job. There was nobody else available. So you you almost had to pay Donovan when you did. I hear so many people still upset that Jason Light gave Donovan Smith the money they gave him, but you had to because there was nobody else. And everybody that has complained about it, my number one question is, who would you have gotten? Who was available? There was nobody in free agency. The there was nobody track. that you could there was nobody that you could trade for that you wouldn't lose the farm trying to get somebody else in here just because you didn't want to pay this guy. You were like in a position where you had to pay him. And now, like as you mentioned now, I'm rolling my eyes like, geez, dude, just go out here and, and do what you need to do. Um, this is a this will be this the the time that you would go out here perform well with Tom Brady and it'll put you it'll, it's going to put you in a better position you know if you need to negotiate for next year just because you've proven that you've proven your worth 
and you've proven your worth with Tom Brady. Oh, about Donovan Smith? Yeah. No, I mean, I I understand if his his side. I mean, I if, yeah, absolutely. If I'm worried about getting it. I, my wife, it's the same thing. Don't don't you dare bring that stuff into my house. I understand everything, and if I put my family in that position of someone dying or even at risk of getting hurt, I would rather myself take the burden than anyone else. So I don't want to risk anything else. Right. So I completely understand it. To me, it was just more the financial situation of it and then acting like that's that's like, the part I'm talking about because like I said when when he got that big contract there was nobody else who else was out there that you could have said okay Donovan go ahead and walk we'll get this guy in who would have been that who would have been that this guy you would have brought in to replace him at at that very moment oh it's it's that and as well people are like oh draft someone it would be just the same Donovan Smith yeah. is not bad people think he's yeah. just trash and so yeah, better, better the, the devil you know than the bandwagon. devil you don't know. Because you could get somebody that's ten times worse than Donovan Smith thinking that you're getting over and saving money. I heard someone say, oh, just move Tristan Works over to left tackle and sign back to Mark Dotson. I guess it's going to be the Right? This like, so a guy that's been playing right tackle for three years, just switch him over to left. He's going to learn it easily in the NFL. And then DeMar Dotson, who is declining in a major way last year, put yeah. him right back in. He's ready to go. No, like guys, it's like you said, it's not it's Madden. Only, only on Madden you can see that. Hey, uh, Thomas uh, W. Thomas Corral had a question. He was saying, uh, "How many games? Uh, do you honestly? How many games does Gronk play before he gets injured? I know he hasn't played a, had a full season in a long time. What happens to the run? So, I can't put a number on that. I'm hoping. Dude. I'm hoping this happens." Like I said in the beginning of the show, I'm hoping he's more of a decoy and more of a third down blanket because Brady just loves him and knows where he's going to be with all the routes and timing they have together. I mean, even Gronkowski was in a video like this week, actually, or past week, about how the chemistry between him and Brady are just perfect after the past like nine years or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's when it's going to come into play. I don't think he's going to burden the load like he did three years past when he's the only dude out there. It's Edelman in the yeah. slot and then him. Right. We have everything around him, so he doesn't have to take that load. So I think he'll he'll last a lot longer than people think because no one's going to be headhunting. You have to stay back with Evans going deep, with Godwin going over the middle, with Scotty Miller flying down the damn seams. Like, Gronkowski. And you, you got to be scared because you, you, we haven't even talked about Cameron Brait or, yeah. you know, Howard. the physical presence of O.J. Howard. Yeah. Uh, uh, another guy that we we haven't gotten to talk about yet is Ronald Jones, and uh, for I, I just it it boggles my mind how people are overlooking this man, and uh, you know, just basically saying oh they make it sound like he has no hands. Number one, and I've sure. seen your I've seen your film your film study on him. They make <laughs> it seem like he has no hands, he can't catch, his hands are bricks, and uh, the one thing I will say about Ronald Jones is. His catching, when he catches the ball, it doesn't look natural, but he, he can get up the field. He's a violent runner, and when you have that speed in space, I, I think that uh, he's definitely a weapon, and I and I believe that uh, he's going to work out well with Tom Brady as well. Uh, and you see him in the offseason. Each, each offseason, you've seen what he's done to progress and continue to get better. And if I'm not mistaken, he had over 1,000 all-purpose yards last year, right? Yeah. When you when you consider the seven seven hundred plus 
uh, rushing and then the 300 plus receiving, he had a thousand yards all purpose, right? I'm almost 100 percent sure. I can always take two seconds to Google this. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was thinking in yeah. my mind, in the back of my head, I was thinking he did, and nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about the fact that uh, you know we you had that guy and he was splitting snaps with um, Adaria Gumbawale and uh, Peyton Barber, so. He wasn't he wasn't your bell cow running back yeah. and he still was able to produce the way he did. So uh, he's he, that's my hot take is is this guy's going to be uh, a monster. Yeah. So he had 700 yards rushing, 724 rushing and 309. So like a thousand thirty one yards total offense or total. Yeah. Oh, OK. So, I mean, uh, and, and we, Thomas was saying uh, I was I was talking about Gronk's impact on the run game. Sorry, my bad. Oh, the run game? Absolutely. He was one of the best run blockers when he was playing. Plus, that's almost 6'7 frame. And he's just built all of 6'7, wide, bulky, huge-ass hands. I mean, the dude knows how to do and it. And he loves to block. Yeah. And he loves to block. He, he literally is just like, he is who he is. He's like a, a kid out there, and he just wants to play the game and really play it to the fullest. That's what it seems like. And it just, something clicks where he's like, okay, I'm going, I'm going from a kid joking around to i got to beat the man in front of me. And it's right. Uh, I love the combination. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, come to fruition in a yeah. Buccaneer uniform because it's just it's too fun to watch. I mean, I hope I hope we can yeah. just see this madhouse of an offensive weaponry we can show on display every Sunday. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting, definitely. No, but, but, I mean, again, weapon. That's why I kind of mentioned Keyshawn Vaughn. I mean, if he's catching the ball, you can Rojo and him in and out. I know Dari's been practicing with with Tom Brady, but still, I mean, Dari, yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan of Dari, <laughs> even though Bruce Arians. You know, and, and have you guys, you guys haven't done a film study on him, have you? No, not, not yet. Well, I guess we can give a take okay. a peek, but. Yeah, I, yeah, because I think that I'm biased because I thought that there were plays where he should have made plays and he didn't make plays. And, um, you know, I thought that, you know, there, there were plays where he was out on the field and I felt like Ronald Jones, who's a more violent runner, uh, should have been on the field. There were plays that were called back because of penalties that just it, it just irks my nerves where, you know, Ronald Jones could have easily had, a, you know, at least eight, nine hundred yards rushing. Uh, when you think about some of the uh, plays that got called back just because of uh, stupid penalties. Absolutely. And then we just improved, to be honest. I mean, yeah. Trisha Worf's. May not have the awareness that Demar Dotson has, but he has way more athleticism, youth on his side. And then if he just puts the slowly builds that awareness to get that athleticism working with that awareness, I mean, huh, mid season you could be looking at a really good right tackle, left tackle no, yeah, right tackle yes. Uh, but let's absolutely. keep. Actually, before we go on to the next Bucks news, Jay Elmore mentioned this earlier. He says, "Let's not forget the potential of two tight end sets." As a third wide receiver, Gronk could split out wide. Plus, and I mentioned this before, and we could run this whole offense off of twenty-one. <laughs> per, like you can run two tight end sets or three tight end sets, and just yep, have one wide receiver. Exactly. Out. I mean, it's it's scary with the the formations you can do, and everyone has to be like, "Oh, sh- I have I have a monster over there." Yeah, that's a ball. that's a defensive coordinator nightmare right, right there. Like, why are they doing this? Or they they got to be running? No, we could be yeah. running, passing every play out of that set, but. All right, let's keep going on. Let's get some more Buccaneer news. So, Bucks preparing for a return to action. 
Uh, you got just they interviewed who was it? Brian Mitchell over here. He's hungry to play. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about how he heard the news of Tom Brady. Couldn't believe it. And then laughing at how they have the uh, <laughs> the Sky Fox thing overhead. Just laughing at it. And this is the news we got, guys. <laughs> but I mean, just stuff like this. <laughs> they're itching to play. I'm not the most confident if they're going to play, but I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer at all. I'm excited. I hope we get started. We want to play. We're excited that if it does start, we will play. We'll be ready. So, I mean, but that's yeah pretty much how it is right now. Like, no one knows if we're going to play. We all want to, obviously, but like you've been saying, like I've been saying, health comes first. I never demand yeah. anyone to play. It's not my own guilty pleasure. I need to see it. No. I don't know why so many people think that. It's more, yeah, we, we all want normalcy. But the thing is, if that comes at someone's life, hell no. No, no, it, ne- never. And it never. It shouldn't be, that should never even be on the table. Yeah. And so I don't, I, some, sometimes people spin words, but I mean, other than that, yeah, I agree with Mitchell. I want to see it, but again, all of them could say I'm not going to play. It's their choice, right? I mean, they got, yeah. The choice on their hands. Uh, this is more. This is the biggest news that came out. This right before the podcast or the live stream. NFL agrees to zero preseason games due to the COVID nineteen tests and daily COVID. Unprecedented. Tests. Right. So that zero is unprecedented preseason games. That's the latest cut entire preseason. So <laughs> that is that's insane right there. I mean. Um, so, you know, uh, do they say, and, and when you're reading that article, uh, is it just based on less less interaction with with other teams? Is that the reasoning for the um, for no preseason games? They're just talking about safety, safety, safety. Crit- critical factor that will help us return to work safely and give us the best chance to play and finish the season. Mm-hmm. I mean. Really, I think it's just them, again, trying to push back, trying to push back. Right. Hoping things actually dive down a little bit. I, I guess it's, a lot of it's just people in general being blind to how bad it, it Un, is. Getting. They have unrealistic expectations right now. And, and uh, you know, me, um, you know, I do my part. I've been self-quarantining since March. March 16th was the last time that I went into my office. And I haven't, I think, I put gas in my car that day, filled my tank up, and it was Saturday, I actually went and got gas. If, if that tells you just how much, you know, how, how serious I'm taking this. You know, so in, in between the time of March until July, uh, July, what, 18th, um, it was me staying in the house possibly going to the store every so often, but but I'm taking this seriously because I really, uh, you know, I would like to see us get back to some form, of, some form of normalcy, you know, at least before football season, if not uh, going into 2021 where, you know, people can get back to traveling and people can uh, get back to doing things that they normally would. I mean, uh, by now, I, I would have been to Mexico by now, but the <laughs> fact that, you know, <laughs> there's none of that going on, you know, uh, because people aren't taking this seriously, or not the ma- I would say the majority of Americans are not taking this seriously, is why we're in the position we are. So I don't know. I mean, you kind of said it all. I mean, the uh, thing is, some people 
yeah, or being serious about it. Some people are still going to bars. Some people mm. expect people not to go back to work at all. If you're a central worker, you got to work. That's what I mean. That's what right. I am. So I'm, I'm working, trying to be as safe and cautious as possible, wearing gloves, masks, and everything. Right. It's like, to some certain extent, the people are just got to take it seriously. I mean, yeah. you did it for like two weeks, and then you're like, no, no, reopen. And things are still reopening over here. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know what else you can do. I mean, I haven't done crap. I mean, I, we used to travel yeah. all last year. We haven't done anything this year. Just I home. know, right? Yeah, that was like us. I mean, we were in Europe for almost oh, a month here. in December. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you come back and you, it's like we beat the pandemic back here yeah. uh, because there's, none of, there's not going to be any traveling this year. Uh, I thought I was going to get to go to Dominican Republic in December, but that's not going to happen. You know, it's just it's crazy. So, uh, and, and what, what I'm... In a roundabout, what I'm getting to here is uh, we all need to work together. If if we're going to we're we're going to beat this pandemic, if we're going to get everybody back safely into normalcy uh, to build up the economy again, it's going to take everybody working together, regardless of whether you believe or don't believe in in you know wearing a mask. If you're exposing other people asymptomatic and you're exposing other people, you're just prolonging us getting back to. Uh, any form of a normal life. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't heard of someone that has passed away, I've heard of multiple stories of someone yeah. passed away. Yeah, somebody real close, yeah. Right? So, I mean, if some of these people think, oh, it's just a, a joke, it's nothing big. Like, so my sister works at a hospital near here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say just yeah. because. And she yeah. said the average age of the cases in the hospital is 35 years old. So if you think right. it's just an old person pandemic, oh, who cares? It's old people are going. It's just them. That's not true. Right? They're 35 years old or on respirators. They can't breathe. And yeah. they had to go to the hospital. So, yeah. I mean, let's take it serious. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, the missus works at uh, at the children's hospital. So, you know, we see, I see it. I hear about it all the time. And I know that it's real. I mean, just based on the stories that I've heard and, you know, the majority of kids are asymptomatic, but they're able to transmit this stuff. So it's it's scary. It, it's it's something that you should you know you take it seriously. And again, if you don't take it seriously for yourself, take it seriously for somebody who has a weaker immune system to you than you do, or something like that. I mean, this is not um, this is not a joke. This really isn't. And um, I and, and shout out to anybody that's a, an essential worker out here. Uh, I have so much respect for you and what you do. And uh, you're, you just know that if nobody says it, I appreciate what you do. Yeah. I mean, I fully agree with that sentiment. And then even in the chat. So, yeah. Buccaneers Bruce says, my coworker lost his father to COVID. That not is a, crazy. Not a joke since I've seen coworkers getting it. Fred, Fred F., former Patriot fan, now turned Buck fan. Thank you, my man. And then Fred, right? Good job. <laughs> Your head's on straight now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and furthermore, as a pharmacist, I can tell you that COVID nineteen will have a loss, long lasting effect. This is what I keep hearing. I this mean, is what I keep hearing. Think about it. Our masks aren't going away. This is going to change the way everyone touches things. I mean, doors. I mean, I don't put. Anything. I don't. Hey, I don't put my hand near my face at all. <laughs> I've probably done it at least a thousand times. I'm just alone on this live stream. <laughs> I, it's just a bad habit. And it's usually here, but the thing is so damn close. I was about to do it just now. 
<laughs> so I need to stop. It's just a bad, bad habit. At least I don't bite my fingernails as some people do. I can only imagine how those people are feeling. Yeah, I just, like I said, you just want to go wash your hands, and then when you get done, you're going to want to go wash your hands again, you know, that kind of thing. So um, so what have you been doing with yourself? I mean, you can't go out and you can't go to the beach. You can't, you know, you can't go to Ebor or Channel Side or, or wherever all these other places that people are going. What what are you doing with yourself, or are you self-quarantining? Quarantining. I've been yeah. working on my house. Look, again, right here. I'm working on my house, putting up windows, doing a fence. Uh, I'm having a... A boy now. <laughs> My wife's pregnant. So oh, when were you going to tell was, me this? I was truly quarantining, okay? I, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I just inside the house. There's only a limited amount of things you can do, right? <laughs> so, so now I don't have to give your wife box wine then. Tell her, don't, tell her you know, I'll, tell her I'll save it for, for after the baby. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, yeah, so we got that. My cousins had twins during this stuff. So, I mean, it's just a lot of family stuff. More not going out anywhere. I haven't gone anywhere in a long time. Like yeah. so. And you, you kind of feel guilty going out too. It's like, man, I, I, I need to go out, need to get everything that I can think of and then come back. And that's kind of where, where I've been. And it's the same thing. Like if, like I, if I'm just doing this by accident, if I go to like Publix, <laughs> I, I'm just looking at something like, Oh, oh why the hell did I touch that? Like, I got to put it in my damn basket. Now I got to get it. You know, I feel <laughs> bad if I put it back in. So, exactly. Just stuff like that. Oh, look at this. Oh, this is sad. Um, dead for life. Oh, my father died to it as well. I hope hope that's not. I'm sorry if that's true. Wow. But yeah, I mean, just stuff like that, like craziness. Well, I mean, that's I, and, that's sad. And, and some of these things are are unnecessary. I mean, they didn't need that. They don't need to happen, you know. Yeah, and man. and that's the that's the that's what hurts the most because. There are so many, you know, this people that have a weaker immune system, and we should be looking out for them. I mean, yeah, you may not get it. You may feel good. You may feel revitalized the next morning, but who knows? I, I would die if I knew that I had infected somebody and cost them their life because I was being yeah. selfish. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that kind of messed me up seeing that. That's, no, anytime it's a parent or someone that close to you, I mean, that's... Any, anyone, any life. But I mean, that just sucks. I mean, yeah, yeah. So one hundred percent agree, man. That's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, let's let's see if there's any uplifting news we can get to besides that. I mean, that that's that's crushing to me right now. Damn. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Buccaneer Bruce said, yeah, there's more blood clots in the lungs and blood in the bloodstream will cause long-term mm -hmm. harm to the lungs and stuff like that. Some yeah. Pokes and stuff. Oh, and then here, Jordan Durr actually had something about the preseason getting ended. Unfortunately, injuries might go up with no preseason. So in a game yeah. that already was a war of attrition, it's going to be worse. That's a possibility. That's definitely, I mean, you don't have OTAs. You don't have uh, mini camps. And uh, you, you've eliminated a lot of, of what's going on. I think, to be very honest, um, they, should start the, they should start with mini camp. And then, you know, just kind of push the season back into the into the winter a little bit. This is kind of my idea on it. Um, I think it would be cooler. Number one, it'd be cooler. Uh, I would rather see preseason preseason in, in uh, October, September, the end of September, October looks a lot better than August and uh, the early <laughs> September. I'm here to tell you. Because, uh, you know, I've, I've struggled. The struggle is real when you're going to these preseason games in, in 
August in Tampa and that humidity is is 932% and you know <laughs> it's it's 80 degrees 90 degrees outside it is man I mean you've been there you've seen it and you try to breathe and it just takes your breath away it's so it's so hot and uncomfortable and then you can go take 50 million showers if you want to when you come back out you're sweating again so um you know that's I don't I don't know why that's that was not on the table. I don't know why they have to keep it on this rigid schedule and why not just push the season back. That way players will be able to practice, pay, players will be able to be safe and uh health-wise and you still have a good good product that you're putting on the field where people are still getting the opportunity to have that mini camp and you know getting getting into the flow of the thing of of the game going into the um going into the season. No, I agree with you. That, they, well, we almost use it as a, uh, as a, an advantage because we're used to it, but I don't right. know how you can get used to that now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pictures. But, but again, it's, it's just getting everybody field. in shape. You got to get, you got to get the team in football shape. Yeah. I felt like, um, you know, I forgot who said that earlier, but you're, you're looking at uh, potentially more injuries that yeah. don't need to occur. Jordan and Bear. yeah, and Jordan, thank you for saying that. That because I, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, you know, we had everything was locked down for a little bit. Everything got pushed back. Why not push back the the beginning of the beginning of the season? Game one. Why couldn't game one be in October and just push everything back from there? That way, you could have your your mini camp. You can have your regular camp preseason and then going into the regular regular season. That's a valid reason, right? But, uh, oh, actually, before, I mean, it's getting late now, but before we keep going to the next subject, I usually give a little, I guess, blip of what we're going to talk about in the next film study. Okay. So this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be looking at, obviously, we've seen 30 interceptions by Jameis Winston last year. We're going to go back and look at Tom Brady's interceptions from last year and see. That won't take long. Right? There's, I believe, six of them. And, yeah, two of them for pick sixes. They were the last two, so. It's kind of scary, <laughs> but either way, I'd like to see like what were the decisions like? Were they just so? Let's do let's let's do this real quick. Yeah. If you compare if you compare what Tom Brady had to work with on and what what was New England's record? There was the, when it was when everything was finally over. What was their what was their record at the four? end of the season? Was it was it twelve and four or eleven and five? Something like that. With the did you and and you saw the talent that Tom Brady had was surrounded with, and the injuries that he had. The injuries that he had. I mean, you got come on. This is this is crazy. I mean, I just can't see where people would be disappointed to have Tom Brady here, just knowing that. I lied. Eight interceptions, (laughs) but twenty-four touchdowns, eight interceptions, twelve and four record. That's that's damn good. I would take that over. I would take that over five thousand yards passing any day. With a twelve and four record, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, all day and twice on Sundays. <laughs> I mean, but that's why. Yeah, we were going to take a peek at those interceptions. See, were they forced? Were they bad reads? Were they? Yeah, J. Elmore said, "Shortest film study ever." <laughs> well, it's going to be. We're going to look at the defenses. What 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 were they running? Was it great plays by the defense, or was it just, eh, well, because I don't want to give away everything what was going on, but Jordan Durr, thank you. Yeah, so we'll check it out for you guys, and the wide receivers after that, the 
freaking stars we got on the outside. But, I mean, it's just a good positive thing. Another outlook from 30 interceptions to 8. And the difference between forcing and maybe it was just a great play by the defense. But, I mean, other yeah. than that, I mean, other, any other topics you want discussed, Gene? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, normally on my show, I do what I call the hot seat. Oh, and here we go. I have I have ten questions. I give you I give you one minute or sixty seconds to to answer ten questions. Very very easy questions. I don't know how people cannot do this. Uh, I normally get I normally get the questions in like maybe fifty seconds maybe, but because you don't know the questions and I do, that may be why. You're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, but bring it. Um, I'm going to ask you, are you willing to to try this? Let's do it. All right. Hey, it's the off season. So, uh, There's nothing else going on. What right? I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, I got my trusty handy dandy phone here. I got the um, the timer ready. And uh, what I'll do is I'll start with the first question. And then um, you once I ask the first question, I'll start the timer. And we'll go from there. Okay. All right. And these are all football related. So. It'll be easy. I'm being easy on you. This isn't all sports related. This is just football. Okay. All right. Ready? First question. Madden ratings, buy or sell? Sell. Hands down. What wins championships, offense or defense? Defense. Dungy or Gruden? Ooh. I'm going to say it. I'm a Gruden. Dome or open air stadium? Open air. ESPN network or ESPN or NFL network? NFL network. Pocket passer or running QB? Pocket. Oh. Running QB. Running QB. Ground and pound or air assault? Air assault. NFL team in Europe, buy or sell? Sell. Big hit or long TD? Big hit. Higher football IQ, plus or mark? <laughs> uh, push. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Come on, I gotta Same. have one. Uh, I'll say plus. I'll say plus. Dang, you got it with five seconds to spare. <laughs> My guy went through. I I, I was hoping that last question right. would get you. I, I was gonna wait. I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to him. Plus, I'll give it to that him. That is that is awesome, man. Thank you for doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, I wanted to spring that on you before we uh, ran out of time. But, yeah, you know, this is just a, a horrible time of the year, especially with, you know, there's nothing really to talk about. And people are bringing up stuff. Uh, in, and you'll notice I've, like, avoided – I've avoided almost every major conference, confrontation this off season on Twitter. And normally I'll, I'll chime in and say something, but it's just been so frustrating for me some of the things that people are digging up or coming up with that I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. Like that idiot, uh, Michael Lombardi, uh, talking about, uh, Antonio Brown coming, uh, coming to Tampa. And as soon as I heard his name, I was like, okay, I'm done talking about this. And anything associated with that guy, I know is a lie and there's no truth to it. So, uh, it's one, one of those things, but it's just been so much off season that we really haven't had anything to talk about. So, this is a good sign of things to come that we have guys coming into camp. Well, actually, didn't he say today that he's going to retire? Who's that? Antonio Brown. I hope so. Like he tweeted saying, let's see. Let's check it out. Let's start. Is it time to walk away? 
I've done everything in the, in the game at this point. The risk is greater than the reward. Brown wrote on Twitter, thank you everyone who had been part of the journey. I sincerely thank you for everything. Life goes on. A4, I came, I saw, I conquered. Mission complete. Call God. I yeah, said, well, I blame Vontez Burfick for that hit that pretty much changed his whole personality back in the day. And uh, he's never been right since then after that hit. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm still, no, I'm dead serious. If you look at where his behavior changed, and he was like that Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. It was right after that Vontis Burfick hit where he had that really bad concussion. And ever since then, he's just not been right in the head. And and to me, uh, you know, looking at him, I you can't help but, well, you know, he's had opportunities. And I know a lot of us, if we had the gifts that he's had, I, I know so many other people would have made, you know, taken full advantage of it. But I, I honestly believe that mentally uh, that hit, you know, just – he was a few fries short of a happy meal after after that hit so you know he just hasn't been right and i feel bad for him for that you know you know i almost want to search this up to find it because i said big hit or touchdown i'd rather have the big hit so antonio brown let's see i mean let's let's all view this together as a collective group let's put it on internet news let's see is that what you're talking about? Yep, that was the hit. Oh, he's out. He hasn't. He's never been right since that hit right there. Or here. Watch Ooh. that. Oh, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't see that. That's the hit right there that changed the man's life right there. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I he was out before he hit the ground. I I, I didn't even see that. I I don't remember that. Yeah. Did they get in the fight after that? No, uh, Juju uh, Juju actually paid him back and um, gave him a concussion, and oh, uh, I, I think it affected. Yeah, and I think that affected him. But you know, again, that that hit didn't have to happen, man. That that would that could have been easily wrap him up and get him on the ground, and and that's the hit. But we know we know from his you know from his career that's just how that guy plays. So it is what it is. Wow. Yeah. I didn't... Ooh, cost the Bengals a playoff game. Yep. Of the matter, cost of the Bengals. I mean, cost the damn guy his mental health. But but much. if you after that hit, uh, that's when you saw him recording the interview, the team practices, and some of the stuff he started saying. He just continuously got worse and worse and worse as things went on. And I do attribute everything starting with that hit. Well, I mean, we we're talking about this earlier. Mental health of Gronk. That was a big reason why he retired too. So I remember him crying, saying yeah. his mental health was ridiculous. He couldn't even take it anymore. Like, mm. so I mean, that's why. I hope but look at but look at Luke. Luke Keekley was another oh, one. Here's another guy. When he got hit, and he woke up and he was crying, and everybody yeah. on Twitter was laughing at him. I was like, this guy lost like five minutes of his memory. He didn't remember what what happened. Hell, he could have been. It's a gone. Fucking, he could have been at like five years old. Yeah. Right now, basically. And again, that, you know, it, it, you know, and I, I realize, guys, and don't take this the wrong way. And the NFL is a, is a violent game. It's a very violent game. But when you have a guy that just has a history of dirty hits, of dirty plays, just continuously dirty. doing that stuff, playing past the gray area, paying, playing past the whistle and stuff like that, if this would have been anybody else, I'd have been like, oh, okay. It's not it. It's not a you know. It was an accident. It's a 
it's an anomaly. It just doesn't happen all the time. But we're talking about Vontez Perfect, and we all know you can go on YouTube if you want to and look it up. Some of the the hits he's had. This guy, that was that was all intentional right there. Trust me. Oh, no doubt, he did it in college. Yeah. He would head yeah. Out exactly. Late hits. Exactly. This is nothing. This is nothing new for him. Uh, but but that's what I was saying. That that's all I was saying. You know, I'm not. Pick, picking sides or anything like that. I'm just saying, hey, that's just kind of what happened. Yeah. All right. Well, other than that, guys, thank you for joining us for the show. I mean, Gene, let them know where they can find you. I mean, it's been yeah, a long guys. Talk of uh, you know, I, I always appreciate talking football. You you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I rarely get on Facebook to talk sports, but you know, Twitter's my domain or where I'm at. Um, I'm on YouTube. You can find me at Buck What You Heard on Twitter. Uh, on, on YouTube as well and you follow me I'll follow you back I appreciate you guys other than that guys thank you for the questions thank you for the interaction down below again we don't know what's going to happen with all this pandemic stuff but we can all just do our part and not spreading it please other than that cr- guys be safe be careful Buccaneer Bruce right and we'll catch you on the next one guys Okay.